All right. Hopefully this works this time. <laughs> Take one failed miserably, apparently. I uh, Sorry, guys. My stream cut off, and I had to restart my entire computer because OBS stopped uh, working. So we're back. We're back on Christmas. Again, Christ is king. <laughs> we're not going nowhere. We're not going nowhere. We're going to keep trying this. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Instagram, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Um, and to all a good day. <laughs> to all a good day. Woke Batman, woke, woke Batman, my dude, in the chat. Thank you for tuning in on Instagram. Um, yeah, sweet. So as I was saying before my stream forcibly kicked me off, um, I have a new tradition <laughs> on Christmas Day of going to Waffle House. Um, it's going to be my new yearly tradition. We're going to Waffle House. Um, making sure to give them like some some happy company in there as they work, as they're forced to work on uh, Christmas Day all the people that work there and give them big tips, give them like a big tip, save up, work hard myself, get a little bit of money and give uh, each of those waitresses a nice little tip for their uh, hard work. Because last year, one year ago, I had just moved to Nashville. I was literally homeless. I was living out of my car and um, I didn't realize Nashville just entirely, completely shuts down. <laughs> you know chicago area san diego area all the places i've lived in my life everyone like most places will shut down but you know walmart will be open or like you know the chinese food places will be open or something like that kind of the people who like don't celebrate christmas quote unquote will um um i guess i should make myself visible <laughs> the people that don't celebrate christmas quote unquote usually like stay open on christmas day but in Nashville, I was a uh, rude awakening last Christmas when uh, no one was open. Nothing was open at all. No grocery stores, no no Chinese food. Couldn't find any anywhere open. Um, the only place I found was Waffle House. So instead of just sitting in my car all day, bored and alone, because I didn't know anyone yet in town, um, instead of just sitting in my car <laughs> listening to podcasts or something, um, cold and lonely, I... Uh, decided to just go to Waffle House and kick it with the waitresses there. And I really bonded with them. I was sympathizing with them for having to work that day. They were like really eager to hear my story and my plans and everything about moving here. And it was just beautiful. It was just awesome. It was like Waffle House was there for me when no one else was on Christmas Day last year. Um, and I was broke. I was super broke when I moved here and I still tipped them pretty well. And I'm going to tip them pretty well today and uh making my new little traditions you're just going to waffle house spread some christmas spirit some christmas joy to the people who have to work that day and um yeah so i'm going to waffle house a little bit later today <laughs> um gonna do waffle house gonna call my family uh, most of my family's in illinois or florida or um california so i'll be talking to them stuff like that but yeah merry christmas to all um Real quick, um, I have some awesome interviews coming up in January and February. Uh, some awesome guests are coming on. Steven Ignoramus, who hasn't been on my live streams, is going to be on. Um, big news on that. I don't know if I can share it or yet or not, but um, yeah, look out for Steven Ignoramus. Um, Berserker Bear is going to be coming on. All the bears out there. We're going to be talking about Tartaria. Uh, so that's going to be an awesome stream. Make sure to tune in for that one. 
Tartaria and mud floods, and he's from Buffalo, and there's some interesting stuff going on with ancient architecture and whatnot in Buffalo. And um, Robert is coming on, and I think a couple other bears are going to be coming up. And um, yeah, some big stuff coming next year, podcast-wise for me. So be on the lookout. <laughs> be on the lookout. Sean V. Planet on all the things, social media stuff and uh, website, SeanVPlanet.com. Obviously, it's on your screen if you're watching. Not on Instagram. Sorry, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but after this stream, I'm going to take a little two-week break and kind of catch up, read some stuff, spend time with my girlfriend, who I think is here in the chat room, talking to people already. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. But next year, guys, is going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. And um, yeah. For me, it's going to be amazing. 2021 is going to be good for me. It's going to be an amazing year for me. It's going to be an amazing year for this stream and my content and all this stuff, blogs and everything. And it's going to be an amazing year for all of all of God's children out there. All you beautiful, blessed children who survived this year. Next year is going to be amazing. 2021 is going to be amazing. <laughs> so let's get ready for it. Let's get ready for it. Um, yeah, so th again, Merry Christmas. I'm going to start off with this. Actually, I got to restart off with this because uh, it did. my stream did cut off. Um, so Instagram, you can't see it, but there's a beautiful painting on my picture. On, uh, I don't know what, what the name of the painting is, but it's a beautiful painting on my screen on uh, dlive.tv if you want to tune in live on that. And it says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all the people. For this day is born to you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord in the city of David. Merry and holy Christmas. Yeah. And I forgot. Let me pull this up. Let me talk about this. Because this year there seems to be a lot of talk. Before we get into what I'm going to do on this stream. Let's come. Let's talk about this real quick. Seems to be a lot of rumblings and ramblings on the internet about um, the whole occultist and paganism in uh involved in christmas and christmas day i think it's because that great reset happened and everyone got real woke real fast to the idea of the solstice and the sun being at the slowest point um on the 21st solstice means sunrest solstice i think it is literally latin for like the sun is resting or the sun has died um so yeah december 21st every year the uh sun reaches its lowest point in the sky as it, as it goes throughout the year, it reaches the lowest point. For us in the Northern Hemisphere, it appears to die. It stands still at its lowest point. And three days later, <laughs> it rises again. It begins to rise, and warm weather begins to come. Days begin to get longer. So that's a pagan thing, right? Pagan, quote-unquote, because um, people, farmers, the ancient people who worshipped the sun literally as a god, um, would see it as God dying. And then being resurrected on the 25th every year. And it was a sign. It was a hopeful, optimistic sign for those people that, you know, there is hope. There is rebirth happening. Like the the, the, the thing that grows the crops is returning to life, you know. <laughs> oh, no, the crops are dead and everything got cold and dark. But on the 25th, their hope was returned to them that the sun, their God, was rising again. And I see a lot of rumblings and mumblings and grumblings on the internet about how Christmas is a fraud and Christmas is stupid or whatever. Christmas is really just a pagan holiday. Um, it's like yes and no. 
<laughs> yes and no. Since all creation is God, that is God's son. That is God's son in the sky. Um, it's not to be worshipped as a god itself, which is the line you cross to become a pagan. The idea is that that is one part of our life, our creation here, our existence here in God's garden here on earth, um, is understanding the sun and the seasons and how to grow crops and how to survive in this, you know, how to thrive and survive, how to um, use the light and uh, feel the warmth and <laughs> use the energy that, that emits from the sun to grow your crops and uh, make sure your, your cattle and your livestock stay alive. So, yeah, I mean, we could we could make this a whole giant big stream. Maybe I'll do it next year just about how Christianity is, um, you know, just the idea that Christianity is fake or something because um, the story of Jesus mimics the pagan signs is, to me, silly. Um, to me, it would make sense that God would send his son to mirror those stories. Um, to me, the, the idea that the son, that God's, God's son dies and is resurrected three days later, um, to me, that just proves God's existence more. That proves to me that God had this miraculous, beautiful plan to bring all people in, the people who worship the son, the people who are materialistic and like earthly living, they could eventually find and, and know the truth of God through his son that was brought here and born here. So with that being said, I want to read this because this is like a nice little explanation. Um, I guess this is interpreted. This is kind of a context taken from a French song called Hope, Les Esperance. I guess it's translated to hope. Every year for 1800 years, during the Christmas night, Europeans have rediscovered hope. It is during this night the darkest night of the year that the Lord decided to be born. And it is on this day that the soul Invictus resumes its heroic course for the new year. Our ancestors went through wars, winters, famines, etc. All of the hardships you can imagine on this earth. But this Christmas night always brought hope back to the hearts of our forefathers. Like every generation, ours is a generation of hardship. Our era is perhaps one of the most dramatic in the history of Europe. But we must never succumb to cynicism or despair. No matter how dark the night is, the day will always be reborn. So on this 25th of December, 2020, like your forefathers, Rekindle the flame of hope in your hearts. Hope is the torch that allows us to cross the night. Never despair. Life will triumph. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Because someone did ask my opinion on the 25th thing. <sighs> I don't know if I'll be able to find it. And I know I'm not explaining this fully well. It makes sense in my mind. I can't explain it well. But, um... Uh, let me see. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, not going to be able to find it. But basically, it's just not important. The day doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Jesus was born in September. I've heard people say he was born in the spring. He was born in the fall. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. The date doesn't matter. They specifically didn't include the date um, in the Bible for a reason. Because it doesn't matter. The thing that matters is that Christ was born. He was given here. 
God was incarnated into flesh. God's logos, the truth and love of God, was put into a fleshly body here to teach us and guide us towards God's kingdom and sacrifice himself for our sins, for the sins of our forefathers and our ancestors, and for ourself and for all of our offspring going forward. Um, that's what matters. Uh, we like to, humans like to worry about like time and date and numbers too much. You know, the idea of like, we just have the truth and love of God was born. Um, and let's pick one of the days to, <laughs> to, to appreciate that birth happening. Let's appreciate that birth on one of the days in the calendar wheel. And, uh, Hey, it might as well be the one that the pagans all celebrate as being the birth of God's son. Uh, it might as well just be that day. Like if we're going to pick a day, we might as well pick the day where the sun after three days is reborn into the sky. Um, <laughs> might as well pick that day to use, you know. Um, to me, it's just an arbitrary number. It doesn't matter if we picked like January 31st or um, April 2nd or <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just as long as one day a year you give um, your true heart and love and truth and everything inside of you, all the light inside of you appreciate it appreciates and acknowledges that christ was born for us for us forever going forward um that's all that matters i can explain this better i'll make a better stream of explaining this all next year don't you guys worry but for now for now we're gonna get into what i was gonna talk about today i'm gonna read some stuff i'm gonna talk to the chat so anyone in the chat hit me up um my girlfriend's here how dare you bears here awesome thank you guys for tuning in People on DLive, thank you. Merry Christmas to all. Instagram, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, so what I'm going to do now is um, we're going to start off with this here. Um, so I have a series on my website. You can find it on my website um, or on my Instagram channel, my Instagram account. And it's also on YouTube under the name Good News for My Dudes. So if you look at YouTube for Good News for My Dudes, or you go to SeanVPlanner.com and pull the drop-down menu link to Good News for My Dudes. You can see all my streams. But basically what I do is I read devotionals. I have a devotional here book. It's like a 365-day, even though the calendar's 360 days, or should be. Another, another. I'll, I'll get into that next year on my stream, on my pagan occult explanation of Christmas stream. Um, the year's supposed to be 360 days, but we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> I need to research more before I get into that. But I have a book here of 365 devotionals by men, for men, and I've been reading through them um, just as a way to like kind of help inspire and encourage and promote goodness and light and love and truth into the hearts of all my dudes out there because we need it. We need it more than ever, my dudes. So this is good news for my dudes um, where I read daily devotionals by men, for men. And so I wanted to read the, the Christmas Eve and the Christmas devotionals here on my live stream and combine it. So I'm going to combine my stream with my stream, uh, my devotional reading stream with my live streams um, and make it one big giant episode, combined episode. So, yeah, I'm going to read it, uh, the, the devotionals, the, the daily devotionals from my, my good news for my dude stream on the 24th and the 25th of December. Um, they're called... Just a bunch of shepherds and the heavens declare. So let's go. We'll read it. First one is from Luke chapter 2, verse 12. David Roper writes, Just a bunch of shepherds. Again, from Luke 2, 12. This will be a sign to you. 
You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The angel announcing Jesus' birth bypassed Jerusalem, the religious center of Israel. He didn't go to Herodium, Herod's villa near Bethlehem. He appeared instead to a bunch of shepherds tending their flocks. Back then, no one thought God would be interested in shepherds or that shepherds would be interested in God. Shepherds were notoriously irreligious, ranked by the rabbis with prostitutes and other habitual sinners. They were outcasts, barred from the synagogue and polite society. They assumed that God would never accept them, and they feared him. But God spoke to them. All of us, shepherds included, have a longing for something more in life. No matter how hard we try to appear self-sufficient, sooner or later we run out of something essential. Love, money, time, or life. Isolation, loneliness, and fear of death lead us to acknowledge our need for a savior. The angel's words to the shepherds were simple and direct. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. That's what we all need. (laughs) Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. (laughs) Thank you everyone again in the chat. Hit me up with questions or comments or topics. Um, Yeah. So the 25th, the devotional for the 25th is uh, The Heavens Declare by Joe Stowell. And it's from Psalm 19, chapter 19, verse 1. 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Yes, they do. The sky, the sun and the skies proclaim the work of God's hands. You don't have to gaze long at the night sky to marvel at the wonder of God's awe-inspiring handiwork. The massive stretch of galaxies and the cloudy mass of our own Milky Way Remind us of the spectacular creation and the sustaining work of Jesus by whom it is all held together. By the nightly show we experience is nothing but the nightly show we experience is nothing compared with the glory that God displayed when he sent his son to earth. While shepherds were watching their flocks, the sky was suddenly ablaze with an angelic messengers praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Even magi from a foreign land came and worshipped the king when God planted the brightest of stars in the east, leading them to Bethlehem. While the heavens declare the glory of God nightly, never before or since has the theater of the universe been more alive with his glory than when the Creator loved us enough to come to our planet to save us from our sin. Keep that in mind the next time you marvel at the stars. Yes, the heavens declare. All right. 
So if you want more devotionals, tune into my stream. My link on my website and on YouTube, you can find it. Good news for my dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, guys, in the chat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So we're going to read these things here, and then I have some questions for you, either live here in the chat or just everyone watching on replay streams or watching this later. Just ponder, just ponder and think about some of this stuff. But these are some cute little things from the Gospel Project, which is made for kids. <laughs> we're going to do like a little children's lesson today. But I'm going to read two things, and there's like accompanying questions. I just liked them. They were at my church, the church I work at. They're kind of laying around, and I grabbed them. They're beautiful. They're awesome. I just wanted to read them here on stream. And then we'll get to the, the real reading I wanted to do today. But the first one's called Jesus Was Born. Jesus Was Born. And the story point for this, um, this little, little companion guide thing for children, is uh, that Jesus came to bring us life. Jesus was born to bring us life, bring us out of death and bring us into life. John, one of Jesus's disciples, wrote to tell people about who Jesus is. John wrote that the word Jesus existed before the world even began. The world has always existed with God and the word has always existed as God. He was with God in the beginning. When God spoke at creation, all things were created through his word, the logos of God. The word brought life into the world and light for all people. God sent a man named John the Baptist to tell people about the light so that they might believe. The true light was coming into the world to give light to everyone. When Jesus came into the world, people did not recognize him. His own people did not accept him, but this is good news. To everyone who did accept him, he gave them the right to be children of God. The word became a human and lived among us. God's logos became human and was sent to live among us. He was full of grace and truth. People received blessings from Jesus, grace upon grace. No one has ever seen God, but Jesus, God's one and only son, has shown us what God is like. I love that. Love that. <laughs> the Logos is born. Nazarene follower of Messiah. Thank you for showing up in the chat. Yeah, he said, yeah. I, go. You're going to have to go back and watch my replay. My, <laughs> Nazarene Messiah. I just kind of talked about that. Um, you're late. Yeah. Maybe we can do a live stream sometime and talk about the scriptures. I'd love to, man. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I'm going to do a stream next year where I talk about all the pagan and mystical stuff and dates and times and places and stars and suns and all of the physical stuff, the sky clock in the sky, how we really have a 360 day calendar, but we've been grappled, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <laughs> all the pagan holidays, the wreath, the tree, the this, the that, what the colors red and green really mean. There's so much stuff there. I get it. I get it. I get it. I know. I know. I know. The only thing that's important is that Christ was born. God sent his logos to us in flesh form 
to teach us and convince us to follow him into his kingdom. Give us an example of how to become at the become the children of God that he wants us to become and to sacrifice for us, for our sins, for the sins of our, of our fathers and our forefathers. Um, I get it. <laughs> I get it. All right. <laughs> the only important thing that matters is not the date. It's not the time. It's not the calendar. It's not this. It's not that. It's not the symbols in the sky or the colors or the this or the that. All of that stuff we can debate. We can have fun talking about it. The only thing that matters is that you are you need to be saved. Your soul needs to truly return to God, and Christ is the vessel that helps you get there. Christ is the logos of God incarnate into flesh that shows you how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's the important thing. And let's pick one day out of the year to celebrate it. It might as well be the day that the pagans celebrate it. Uh, might as well. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> we'll talk about it more next year. Next year, I'll be fully prepared with an awesome stream to uh, talk about and explain this all. But for right now, let's get back to me reading children's little devotional things. <laughs> Let's get back to me talking about little children's guides to Christmas, all right? Uh, <laughs> some beginner, some we're dipping our toes in the water here, guys. But the second little little pamphlet thing is called Wise Men Visited Jesus. Oh yeah, I wanted to say on the back too, there's like little fun games. So we could, there's like little fun crosswords and on the back of this, one of them was like a coloring thing. I'm gonna throw that one out. A little fill in the blank thing. <laughs> If I had enough time and patience, uh, we could fill this out in the chat, like with the stream. Um, but no, I'm just going to read what's important here on this. Wise men visited Jesus from Matthew 2. And the story point here is that the wise men worshipped Jesus as a king. Worshipped Jesus as king. Long ago, God promised to send a king to save his people from their enemies. Jesus was born in Bethlehem at the same time Herod was king. Herod, Herod, I say Herod. Debate for another time. <laughs> Debate for another time. How do you pronounce names from the Middle East? Uh, I always just pick one and go with it. I always say Herod, King Herod was king. God sent a star to show the wise men that Jesus had been born. They came to King Herod. Where is the king of the Jews? They asked. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. King Herod was very angry. Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. But Herod didn't want to worship the new king. He wanted to kill him. The wise men followed the star until it led them to Jesus. The wise men fell to their knees and worshiped Jesus. Then they gave Jesus gifts. When it was time for the wise men to go home, God warned them in a dream not to tell Herod where Jesus was. So they took a different way home. After the wise men were gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. The angel said, get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt. So in the middle of the night, Joseph got up and took Mary and Jesus to Egypt. King Herod was so mad, he killed all the boys in Bethlehem under two years old, just to make sure he killed Jesus. But he didn't know Jesus and his family had escaped. Yeah. 
Oh, you made a mistake, Herod. Oh boy, you made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, some questions. Some questions relating to these two stories I wanted to put out there. If you want to answer in the chat, feel free. If you want to just linger on them, think about them, uh, let them sink in. Let them sink in and, and just think about these. But um, first question is, what is the best news you have ever heard? What is the best news you have ever heard in your life? Next question. Is it difficult for you to wait for something? Is it difficult for you to wait for something? How do you feel knowing that God's son was sent to earth to rescue sinners? How do you feel knowing that God's son was sent to earth to rescue sinners? How do you know where to go from here right now, you? How do you know where to go from right here? Where do you go forward? Three more questions here. How do you show respect for those who care for you? How do you, how do you show respect for those who care for you? And last two is, do you truly follow Jesus? Do you? truly follow Jesus and the last question the most important question have you been saved have you been saved powerful <laughs> do you truly follow Jesus and have you been saved yeah my girlfriend wants a Christmas tree uh, we're not doing it we're not doing it <laughs> no Christmas. We'll keep the Christmas trees outside the house um, just to be safe. We can decorate the tree outside of the house. Um, I got a little patience. A work in progress. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, sweet. Well, I wanted to play. Um, <laughs> I wanted to play um, real quick. Sorry, Instagram. I'm going to turn Instagram off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Turn over to uh, dlive.tv slash Planet, and you can catch the rest of the stream and all that. Um, I only had two people on Instagram watching. Because I want to play this, and they won't be able to play it. It'll be awkward for them just watching me listening to it. But my boy Steven Ignoramus is coming on my on my streams. Um I mean, they're coming on, he's either coming on my stream or I'm coming on his stream, either way. Um, but we have a special plans for the end of January, early February. And he said this, or he played this on his stream this week, and I wanted to play it. It's, um, it's pretty awful, but pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It's when you take the logos of God and invert it, when you... Uh, <laughs> When you're so full of sin that you can't do, you can't recreate the beautiful creation of God. Um, this is what happens. But I wanted to play this. I wanted to play this, and then I wanted to play the the other. Um, what happens? Let's compare side by side. A beautiful creation of God. Let's let's see what happens when like someone who doesn't get it tries to recreate it, and people who do get it, people who are saved and do get it, try to recreate it. We'll compare and contrast here. 
Um, so first, here we go. I think this is gonna play. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn Sandler uh, combined to make that song. That's what happens when you don't have logos in your heart. You either mock Christ or your attempts at recreating beautiful creations used intentionally in the past to glorify and magnify his name and his being. Um, when people without logos in their heart try to recreate what is good, they fail miserably or they attempt to mock it and it becomes that miserable. <laughs> it becomes that miserable. Now I'm going to bring up the Petersons, awesome YouTube channel, check them out. They do a bunch of covers of different songs. Um, 
I believe it's three sisters and a brother. And I think they have like um, their mom sometimes is, is it doing bass and stuff. And there's another guy. I don't know if he's like a cousin or a boyfriend or a husband or something, but there's another guy that kind of joins them. But um, yeah, they play just beautiful music because they're truly children of God. And you can just see God's gifts working through them to just produce beautiful, elegant music. So I wanted to play that. Compare and contrast when people don't have logos in their heart and they try to try to uh, either mock or attempt to replicate beautiful creations of the children of God versus what happens when actual children of God try to bring glory to his name. So let's play this. We'll play this. And I'll be quiet. So yeah, <laughs> in the battle of good versus evil, who uh, who wins, you know? <laughs> who wins that battle? Those with logos in their heart versus those without. Those who can create because they are bringing glory to God and those who can only destroy and attempt to copy and mimic. Um, yeah. Yeah, set of a cantus. My dude is here giving me funny dancing memes. Thank you for mocking my dancing. <laughs> yeah.
Oh yeah, let's get it. Um, yeah, uh, Lauren, it's definitely not in the house. It's not going in the house at all. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Ignoramus is awesome. I trust music crushes. I trust music crushes. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, so sweet. Um, we'll get on with this last last part here. I'm gonna do some reading. I'm gonna do some reading um, from the greatest book this side of heaven. The greatest book this side of heaven, right here, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Pick yourself up a copy. All people, get it for your kids. Get it for your kids. Read it to your kids, and also for yourself. <laughs> also for yourself, um, because it is um, just awesome. It's amazing. It's um, yeah. Read these stories, and then go read the actual books of the Bible, and it'll give you a beautiful perspective of it. Um, like, for instance, if you read about Daniel or Jonah in this, in the Jesus Storybook Bible, and then go read the actual books, it provides such a beautiful um, comparison, contrast. Um, these stories, they just explain the books in very simple, they explain very complex lessons and stories of the Bible in very simple ways. Um, <laughs> it constantly is pointing you towards the types of Christ, Christ types, or the shades of Christ, however you want to explain that, how... The fingerprints of Christ were laid throughout the Old Testament and even before and after Christ's life here on earth. Um, and just in general provides just, you know, beautiful, simple, childlike perspective on big, complex issues. So don't read this instead of your Bible. It's important to read the Word of God, but read this first or after you read. Um, it's beautiful. It's awesome. It, it provides a childlike perspective, which I think we all need. Um, more of in our lives and so today we're going to read a bit about the birth of our lord um the before and after the birth of our lord the day we choose to celebrate him <laughs> the pagan occult holiday we choose to celebrate him so i'm gonna do some reading here so tune in it's story time with sean um from the jesus storybook bible we're gonna read a little bit tune in get comfortable and get ready, which is the name of this first one. Have you ever been to a party that lasted a whole week? How about a sermon that went on all day? Well, that's what happened to God's people after they came home from being slaves. They had forgotten how God wanted them to live or who they were supposed to be. So Ezra and Nehemiah read them the rules God had given to Moses. But something odd happened. The more the sermon went on, the sadder they all got. Why? Was the sermon that boring? No, not really. It was strange, you see. As Ezra read the book of rules, it worked like a mirror. It showed them what they were like, and they didn't like what they saw. They saw what they had not been living. They saw that they had not been living the way they should. They saw that they were cruel and selfish. We've blown it, they cried. Now God will punish us. They thought they knew what God was going to do, but they didn't. Of course, they might have picked up a clue from Ezra's name, which means help is here. And an even stronger one from Nehemiah's name, because his name means God wipes away our tears. And that, as you'll see, is exactly what God was getting ready to do. Ezra looked at God's children, great 
Hot tears were welling up in their eyes and streaming down their cheeks. He stopped his sermon mid-sentence and shut the book. We ha we're having a party, he shouted. And so that's just what they did all week long. God wants us to be happy, Ezra said. All day they listened to stories about the wonderful things God had done for his people. How he made the world, how he gave a special promise to Abraham, how he rescued them from slavery. How he spoke to Moses and showed them how to live. How he brought them a special land. How he rescued them, no matter what, time after time, over and over again. Because of his never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. They remembered how God had always, all through the years, been loving his children, keeping his promise to Abraham, taking care of them, forgiving them, even when they disobeyed, even when they ran away from him, even when they thought they didn't need him. Then God told his children something more. I can't stop loving you. You are my heart's treasure, but I lost you. Now I am coming back for you. I am like the sun that gently shines on you, chasing away darkness and fear and death. You'll be so happy. You'll be like little calves running free in an open field. I am going to send my messenger, the promised one, the one you have been waiting for, the rescuer. He is coming, so get ready. It had taken centuries for God's people to be ready, but now the time had almost come for the best part of God's plan. God himself was going to come, not to punish his people, but to rescue them. God was getting ready to wipe away every tear from every eye, and the true party was just about to begin. The true party was about to begin. Um, he's here. This, this story is called He's Here from Luke 1 and 2. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who, engaged, who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 super great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When, he, when she saw the tall man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said. And he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, 
you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? <laughs> God was sending a baby to rescue the world? What? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now, Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumble-down stable. So they stayed there where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the, wonder, the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. His baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animals feeding through as trough as his cradle. Through trough. Used the animals feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us, because of course he had. Now, by the way, the artwork of this book is awesome. I can't recommend this book enough, man. This, the artwork in this, whew, look at that. Look at, look at Mary pregnant on a little donkey. Look at that, on their way to Bethlehem. It's awesome. Pick up a copy of this book, regardless of your age, and read it to your children. It's amazing. It's amazing. The light of the whole world. Again, this is the story of the shepherds from Luke 2. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born. To be like a spotlight, shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He had been waiting all these long years for this moment. And now 
He wanted to tell everyone. Yeah. Whew. Oh, yeah. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where the baby boy was, where his baby boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him. My little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent, to, sent his to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say that they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed, because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open fields, warming themselves by a campfire, campfire when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What was that? A wing beat? See, makes you turn because now it's going vertical. <laughs> makes you turn the book. They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light, blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone, everywhere. Today, in David's town, in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He is sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God. To God be fame and honor and all our hoorays. Hoorays. Then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some step, step, steps, past an end, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath. Then quickly, they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. I'll repeat myself. <laughs> Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night. A light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. Yes, the brighter that star would shine. The king of all kings is the story of this book. This next little, this next little segment. 
Uh, <laughs> we got a couple more. A couple more little stories here on this beautiful Christmas morn. This one's called The King of All Kings. And far away in the east, three clever men saw the very same star. The star that God had put in the sky when Jesus was born. They knew it was a sign. A baby king had been born. They had been waiting for this star. They knew it would come. He's here, they shouted. He's here. And I'm sure if you'd been there, you would have heard them laughing and dancing and singing until the sun came up. At dawn, they packed up their camels and wrapped gifts for the baby. They brought their most precious treasures of all, frankincense, gold, and myrrh. 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 <laughs> Another Sean mispronunciation, I'm sure, but myrrh. Special, sparkly, lovely smelling, gleaming things. Just right for a king. The three wise men, actually, if you'd met them, you'd have thought they were kings because they were so rich and clever and important looking, set off. They rode their camels across endless deserts, up steep, steep mountains, down into deep, deep valleys, through raging rivers, over grassy plains, night and day and day and night, for hours that turned into days, that turned into weeks, that turned into months and months, until at last they reached Jerusalem. Jerusalem was by far the most important city for miles around. As anyone can tell you, that's where a palace would be. And kings are born in palaces. So that's where they went. But they were in for a surprise. They went to see King Herod. King Herod. Surely he'd know where this baby was. Surely he'd know. <laughs> but he didn't. In fact, he didn't like the sound of a new king. It made him cross. He didn't want anyone to be king except him. But Herod's advisors told the three wise men what was written in their books, what God had said about the baby king. Go to Bethlehem. That's where you'll find him. Suddenly the star they had seen in the east started moving again, showing them the way. So the three wise men followed the star out of the big city, along the road, into the town of Bethlehem. They followed the star through the streets of Bethlehem, out of the nice part of town, through the not-so-nice part of town, into the really not-nice-at-all part of town, down a little dirt track until it stopped right over a little house. But wait, it wasn't a palace, and there weren't any guards or servants, or flags, or carp red carpets, or trumpets, or anything. Did they get it wrong? Or was this what God meant? Sure enough, in that little house, there, sitting on his mother's knee, they found him, the baby king. The three men knelt before their little king. They took off their rich royal turbans and gleaming golden crowns. They bowed their noble heads to the ground and gave him their sparkling treasures. The journey had begun so many centuries before had led these three wise men here to a little town, to a little house, to a little child. 
to the king God had promised David all those years before. But this child was a new kind of king. Though he was the prince of heaven, he had become poor. Though he was the mighty God, he had become a helpless baby. This king hadn't come to be the boss. He had come to be a servant. He had come to be a servant. This next story, I think this is where we'll end. Yeah, we'll end after this. Um, we'll end after this, but I wanted to read this. Going forward, past the birth of Jesus, past Christmas Day, heaven breaks through. About the same time Jesus was born, another baby was born. His name was John, and God had a special job for him. John was going to get everyone ready for Jesus. The day John was born, his dad knew God's promise to Abraham was coming true. God was sending the rescuer, and he was so happy, he sang a song. Because God loves us with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love, heaven is breaking through. He is sending us a light from heaven to shine on us like the sun, to shine on those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So John grew up and, well, to tell you the truth, he was a bit unusual. He lived in the desert. He wore itchy, scratchy outfits made of camel hair. He had a big, big, bushy beard and long, long, scraggly hair. And here's the oddest thing of all. He ate, he only ate locusts. Short for big, creepy, crunchy grasshoppers. Which he dipped in honey to disguise the taste, probably. <laughs> this picture's hilarious of uh, this itchy, scratchy John eating a little grasshopper dipped with like little bees surrounding, bees flying around him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I'm going to be. That's what I, look, look here, here we go. I'm, I'm going to be looking like John the Baptist and acting like John the Baptist here by the end of the year. Mark my words. By the end of 2021, Sean the Baptist. <laughs> I don't know if it's blasphemous or not, but I'm going to aspire to be looking like John the Baptist. But God sent John to tell his people something important. Stop running away from God and run to him instead. Stop running away from God and run to him instead. John said, you need to be rescued. I have good news. The rescuer is coming. Make your hearts ready for him. Yes, get ready because your king is coming back for you. Great crowds listened to John. They were sorry they had sinned and they wanted to stop running away from God. They wanted to be rescued. So John baptized them, which means he plunged them in and out of the water. It showed that they wanted to follow God and begin a new life. One day, John was baptizing people in the Jordan River as usual when he looked up and saw a man walking down to the water's edge. God spoke quietly to John, 
This is the one. John's heart leapt. This was the moment he'd been waiting for all his life. Look, John said, as Jesus came down into the water, but his voice came out as a whisper. He couldn't make it any louder. It was all he could do to even speak. The Lamb of God, God's best Lamb, who takes away the sins of the whole world. Will you baptize me too? Jesus asked. Who am I, John asked, to baptize you? It's what God wants me to do, Jesus said. So John baptized Jesus. Suddenly, it was as if someone had drawn back curtains in a dark room, as if heaven itself had opened, because a beautiful light broke through the clouds and shone down onto Jesus, bathing him in gold. Beads of water glittered and sparkled like tiny diamonds in his hair. A white dove flew down and gently rested on Jesus, and a voice came down from heaven. It was clear and strong and loud, so everyone could hear. This is my own son, and I love him. I am very pleased with him, God said. Listen to him. Heaven had broken through. The great rescue had begun. The great rescue had begun. Again, can't recommend this book enough. Get it for yourself. Get it for your kids. The Jesus Storybook Bible. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so we're going to call it there. Um, thank you, everyone, in the chat. Yeah, instead of a cantus, it says, become like a child. Yes. Hydar Shiva. Hydar Shiva. Hydar Shiva. Says, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, brother. Um, yeah. Any last minute chat questions, send them to me. But I'm going to be going to Waffle House here in a minute. I'm going to be calling family throughout the day. I'm going to be seeing my girlfriend tomorrow because she's out of town. And giving her her present she keeps freaking out about. So, Lauren, <laughs> thank you for tuning into the chat. No, our tree is not going to be inside the house like the pagans. Oh, yeah. By the way, check out this hat. Check out this sweet hat. This bear, America bear hat. And uh, check out Mountain Folk. I'm going to play the commercial here at the very end with a little more information for him. But uh, my boy Timmy, awesome dude, great dude, real real good at taking photos and editing and just doing artistic stuff. Um, he lives out in Colorado. I think he's trying to move to Washington State or Idaho. But um, he makes he runs this awesome thing called Mountain Folk. So check him out on Instagram. I believe it's Folk Mountain um, because his account got banned because he was speaking up for the truth. He was speaking up for what's right on the dark, evil plat platform called Facebook and uh, got banned. So he has a new account. Let me double check what it is. I think it's Folk Mountain and it's MTN, F-O-L-K-M-T-N. Let me just double check this, but I got this hat from him. My first hat got lost in the mail and he went out of his way to send me a replacement hat double checking and making sure it got to me and i got my hat on christmas eve so thank you brother timmy thank you everyone um at and in and around the mountain folk community you guys are awesome yeah it's f-o-l-k-m-t-n follow them on instagram and uh check out shop at um check out their shop you can pick up this hat you can pick up awesome other bear hat for all you bears out there he has awesome bear material and just cool stuff 
Follow them on Instagram. There's cool pictures and videos constantly being posted. But more importantly, when you shop at Mountain Folk, at the Mountain Folk, um, shop. when you shop there and buy stuff there, it actually goes to supporting groups that are helping stop human trafficking. So check them out. They do good things. Good people doing good things. Support them. Support it or it goes away. <laughs> Support the good out there. Your brothers and sisters of Christ who are standing up and speaking out for what's right in this dark, dark world. Um, support them. So again, mtnfolk.shop and follow them on Instagram at folkmtn. Um, yeah, awesome dudes doing awesome things. Check them out. Not a paid sponsor at all. I actually pay for my own hat. I pay for my own stuff on his, on his shop because I want to help support him too. Not a sponsor, not getting paid for this. Just support them. Support them. Support the good in this world. With all that, with all that being said, yeah, this is an awesome hat. This is my sick hat. I'm going to be wearing this hat like all day, every day now. Um, I don't even really like beanies, but man, is this one comfy and it looks good. America and bears. It's like all in one of my favorite things in life right now. The bear community and my country. <laughs> go team, go. Um, yeah, Waffle House rules. Standing up. Yeah, standing ready. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Set of Acantist. You're awesome. Thank you for tuning in, my dude. But yeah, I'm going to Waffle House. Going to start my Christmas tradition. I'm taking a two-week break. Maybe a three-week break. I don't know. Um, so I'm either going to be back on the ninth, the ninth or the 16th, excuse me, the 16th, I'm going to be with Berserker Bear on my stream. We're going to be talking about Tartaria and mud floods and Buffalo and ancient architecture and other interesting stuff on January 16th, 10 a.m. I might be back on the ninth. I'll let you guys know. So follow me on social media and stuff to find all that. Um, Robear is also coming on my stream sometime in January or February. And um, I think special plans with Steven Ignoramus, but we're going to have some awesome stream, an awesome stream or streams coming out in uh, early February. And I got some good book reviews. I'm reading some awesome books I'm going to be talking about and covering on future streams in January and February. So look out for all that stuff, as well as my usual ramblings and rantings and all that kind of things. Um, so taking a little bit of a holiday break here, week or two, and then I'll be back with some cool guests and some cool streams. And yeah, with all that, with all that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in. All of you, I want to thank you guys for sending chats and topics and questions and interacting with me on the discord, on my telegram, on my Twitter, just everything on everything. Thank you for donating to me and supporting me and sending me pen pal letters and candles and stuff in the mail. You guys are all awesome. All of you guys, all my pen pals, all my online homies, all my friends and family out there. Um, anyone just tuning in for the first time, you're awesome. You're beautiful. Thank you for giving me a chance. Thank you for being there with me and for me and by me and alongside me in this spiritual battle we are in. Blue Bear showing up in the chat. My girl, thank you, Blue. Keep it real over there. <laughs> and uh, many blessings to you and yours and your family. 2021 is going to be a great year for you, Blue. I know it. I know it and you know it. Uh, Set of Agantis too. Um, shout out. Yeah, just everyone. Yeah. Just remember, you are all special creations on a path towards a beautiful destiny. <laughs> remember that. Special creations. You were created for this time and this place to step forward into your destiny. 
and keep going forward. Keep going forward with the truth and love of our God, our creator, our father in heaven. He's always waiting for you to return to him. He's always opening the door for you to enter into his kingdom. Follow him, follow his right ways, and enter into that kingdom for eternity. For eternity. And uh, yeah, I love you. I love you all. So many other children of God out there love you. You, you, that person, you watching this, listen to this. I love you. So many other children of God out there love you. The Lord loves you. Our Lord loves you. Have a Merry Christmas today. Have a Happy New Year. And be sure to always do good, be good, love and be loved. I'm going to sign off with one more playing of this and some commercials. So thank you again. Merry Christmas. Take care, guys. A lot of my artwork comes from a good man and friend of mine, Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. His company, Mountain Folk, is amazing. They promote artists, they create mesmerizing art, and they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N-F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad. Just help good people do good things. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBPlanet.com.